Welcome to How Did This Get Played Premium DLC. Premium DLC. Premium DLC. I'm Nick Weiger <laughs> along with Heather Ann Gamble. I'm Heather Ann Campbell along with our producer, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. And welcome back, Bucket. Edge. Uh, look, we've got another edition of the Super Question Block Turbo Deluxe Edition. Another edition of the Super Co- Another edition of the edition. Uh. Nick, what am I doing? Nick, can I Should talk start to you for over? a second? Yeah, I might, hey Heather, I'm gonna sidebar with Matt real quick. Yeah, hey, what's up? Don't ever fucking embarrass me like that again. We've okay, been sorry. over this. You can't follow yeah, edition with edition. All right. I was I I should have just read the copy, but I tried to do my own spin on it. Well, if, I, yeah. if I'd read the copy, it would have been it's time for the super deluxe question block turbo deluxe edition would have been fine. Can I ask you guys if I exist? Do I exist? <laughs> God, there was something the other day that I was like, I don't feel like I've ever been alive. I something saw I saw mm. something the other day that shocked my brain in such a way that I was like, now that this is real, this is, everything's fake. I felt uh, very like yeah, disassociated for like one second. I was like, what the fuck okay. is this? Okay. The that, was not, that wasn't an it wasn't an oh. answer, but I'll take it. I'll just infer my existence. You exist because mm. I know that I exist. You're real. Oh, okay, great, great, great. Yeah, yes. you're real. Cool. Yeah. It was my shadow though that I saw. And I was like, who are you? Mm. Get ready for more winter, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so wait a second. I have the power <laughs> of the groundhog. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's how it works. Who put him up to Hey, this? let's get in. Hmm. So we've got a bunch of different questions that you've sent to us hmm. for various ways you can contact us, and we're just going to field them all. We're going to get through as many as we can in the short time that we have for this DLC episode. Uh, let's get in. Let's, be, let's get into it. Let's begin. All right, this one's from Oscar Ortiz on Twitter, and they write, what unfinished or canceled game do you wish you could play? I go back to Warcraft Adventures. This was a point-and-click adventure that they were working on. Blizzard was working on. They ne- they've never released a point-and-click game, and I really love point-and-click games. And I also really love Blizzard's art and the art for this game. It was rendered in you know, it was 2D animation. It looked great. It looked like it was going to be a game that I was really going to enjoy. And I actually had the opportunity in college, a Blizzard developer came to speak, and I talked with him briefly about this that game. And he was wearing a Warcraft Adventures shirt. This was after it, the game was canceled. And mm-hmm. I said, hey, man, well, how come that never came out? And he was basically like, internally, everyone thought it was an A- and we only want to release A's. Wow. Which I was like, oh, I mm, guess that's that's mm. their standard of quality. That's what they try they they aim wow. for, you know, uh, up to up to you whether or not you think they they always succeed, but that's at least what they're aiming for. But that was a game I always thought like, ah oh, man, I wish this had fucking come out. It looks cool as hell. Or I wish that it would they mm. would just like release like a I don't know. At this point I'm just like let let people play a build. 
Why not? Yeah. Let someone mess around with it. That's interesting because, like, I mean, A minus still pretty, that's like still pretty, like, could be critically praised. Like, that's like, you know, a a nice score on like Rotten Tomatoes or like Metacritic or wherever. Mm -hmm. That gave me a trip to In N Out Burger as a youth. (laughs) I got it to go to In N Out Burger for good report cards. So you only ever got fed when you did good? Well, no, I get fed. I'm just saying, like that could be like that would be like a treat, like a they're like treat. Russell's Burgers, yeah, which is no longer around. Yeah, it sounds that sounds like you would conflate uh, joy with food, uh, hmm. and it might affect the rest of your life, Nick. <laughs> Do you? Feel- I don't know. That doesn't sound. No, that doesn't, <laughs> doesn't ring. A, doesn't click. <laughs> Whereas I How got, I, I got, I got video games. If I had a good report card. So that's tracked into my adulthood as like the only thing that can fix yeah. my sorrow. And but you also right. tried to eat them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like my dog, I eat and fuck my game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no middle ground for dog. They're just like, yeah, this great. <laughs> Serves either purpose. <clears throat> Heather, do you have do an you, um for the for a game that was canceled that I wish I could play or a game yeah. that was uh yeah the um the E3 okay two two games two games uh Final Fantasy versus 13 wish I got to play it oh. uh I know that game I know that there's enough bitterness at Square Enix that the rumor is that the f- uh, secret ending of Kingdom Hearts 3 is actually a reference to the cancellation of Final Fantasy versus 13. Oh. Looked like it mostly mm-hmm. took place in a city. Like it. Uh, the other is, uh, I-, I wish that I got to play the um, E3 version of Cyberpunk 2077, which <laughs> never came out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you guys you get the whole saga of Star Wars thirteen thirteen? That was going to be one of my answers. Was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, go please go for yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it was this game. It's it's uh, detailed uh, in uh, in Jason Schreier's book um, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, and it's all about like there's a chapter devoted to the development and ultimate cancellation of this game, and I think dissolving of the studio as well, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, LucasArts. Yeah. Luca, I mean, it, it was just, it was one of the, one of the casualties of Disney's takeover. Yeah. And is that they fucking sunk this game and then, and then deep six LucasArts altogether. Cause yeah, cause I, the, the, what Disney's operating with right now with Star Wars is every experience has to be canon. So like anything that is, was outside canon that was in development is scrapped. So this game was supposed to be like a basically like a what like Star Wars Grand Theft Auto like type thing where it was like you're a bounty hunter yes. and then it, as more people you're on got, you're on Coruscant yeah. yeah and so it you it then became a thing of I think George Lucas was like it has to be Boba Fett and uh, then it had to be yes. Boba Fett and it, then it just never it just never came out but like the footage uh, that they showed at E3. Um, that I I don't remember if they did reskin it to be Boba Fett or if they just left it as as it, what it was and then it became Boba Fett looked really really cool and mm. it looked like it would have been an interesting Star Wars game. Yeah, this was uh this was it it was it, it like like it was like winning like best of E3 awards. It was yeah. like, you know, people were genuinely super hyped for it and it uh it kind of it's kind of a bummer that it never came out. 
Yeah, I, I mean, would, it is a bummer I mean, that it never came out. No, and a bigger bummer that 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 so many developers lost their jobs over a fucking corporate merger. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, if you haven't read uh, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, read it, or you know, listen to the audiobook because it's great. Um, but that chapter uh, in particular was very, very interesting. Another answer that I have that I don't have all the details of, but I remember reading that there was a um, a Dark Knight video game tie-in for the movie The Dark Knight uh, that was mm-hmm. going to, you know, have, like, the Christian Bale Batman and the Heath Ledger Joker in the video game. And when I was a kid, like, when that movie was coming out, I mean, I was, like, 17, 18 years old. Uh, I was like, that's going to be, that's going to be so awesome. That's going to be sick. And then it, it just never, it was, it just never came out. It just never, I don't think, got further along than, I think they'd made some of it. And then they were just like, no. Hmm. It was probably the Rocksteady Batmans were like kind of in that same era and they were probably like, yeah. we, don't, we don't want to compete with this. And I'm happy for those. I love those. Those yeah, are some of my favorites. For sure. Hmm. Yeah, some uh, good uh, some good games that or some good looking games that never actually came out. But hey, that's the way of the industry. That's right. All right, let's get another question, Matt. This one's from at E. MC Hesher on, on Twitter, and they write, what is the best single-player game to play with someone else? The fuck are you talking about? I got it. <laughs> it's a single-player game. I got it. I got it. I got it. You yeah. ready? You ready? Yeah. You ready? This is, this yeah. is a, and I haven't done this, but I think it would be awesome to play The Last of Us Part Two and hand over the controller whenever the protagonist changes. Oh, mm. that's fun. Wouldn't that be fucking hype? That'd be pretty good. Yeah. But then although I there's mean, like the like twelve hour stretches where one person's in control. Watch me play this for twelve hours. Yeah, well that's I mean, <laughs> that's if you have somebody in your life that you care about and they care about you, that's not a big deal. Hmm. You play video yeah. games with them. I played through Last of Us with Mary or two, part two, but we didn't trade off for protagonists. And I yeah. I also wonder if it would change the way you empathize with with both of them. Yeah, you might be mad yeah. at your partner. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why'd you do that? What the fuck? <laughs> I would think uh, that is interesting, me, though. Yeah. Uh, anything scary would be good, I think. Hmm. Just because mm, right. you're kind of be, you're gonna be less scared with a like with someone than you would be by yourself. Because uh, you're sort of like, okay, well, at least I have this person here to, to ground me and make me not uh, not as afraid. But then if you get too scared also, you can be like, okay, why don't you do this? You can hand this off. And then when you get too scared, I'll, I'll tap back in. I don't know if this is a cheat at all, but some of the you know, more contemporary 3D Marios have essentially like the second player kind of has an assist mode mm-hmm. where it's basically like the first player is, you know... The, doing most doing the bulk of the work controlling Mario, but the other player has some. Um, I haven't actually messed around with it, but can like control Cappy or whatever in stretches. So yeah, uh, something like that I think could be fun if you're if you're maybe your partner is a non gamer or your roommate is a non gamer, but just wants to get involved with something. You give some limited interactivity and in, uh, with one of those. I'll tell mm-hmm. you, I I was playing Super Mario 3D World a little bit uh, co op with my girlfriend. Um, and 
she doesn't play a lot of like platforming games or anything like that. So it was like interesting for her to learn the mechanics, but she, she spent most of the time in the bubble. She, cause she would like get trailed off screen. Uh, and then the bubble would have to carry her back to me. And then by the time she figured out right. how to get out, it would just, then it'd just be too late. So I was kind of just carrying her through, um, the, you know, the courses as it were. Right. Um, you're basically telling your girlfriend to get good. Yeah, I was pretty mad at her. Um, <laughs> I was like, I was really upset. I was just like, you're you're embarrassing me in front of my friends, Mario and Peach. Um, the Goombas are are making a fool of us right now. That that kind of that situation, yeah. Um, yeah, I I think also the the another option, another thing to just consider is just a game with a strong story and maybe some. I, I know Heather hates puzzles, but what's nice about puzzles is that it's since it's not just a purely, you know, it's not something like combat or something that's purely uh, just based on your own skills. It's it's perhaps the person who's looking uh, from outside has an outside eye can maybe intuit a solution that you wouldn't otherwise think of. So you can kind of collaborate even mm. with all, when only one person has the controller in their hand. Uh, so, yeah, maybe like a. Hey, maybe like a like a Wolf Among Us, uh, you know. That's a game's got a great story and a cool, uh, cool aesthetic, and I think you could get a lot out of just watching your partner play through it, and maybe help out, and maybe help. I was thinking, yeah, something like that. Something with like strong narrative choices that like you have to make throughout. Like any of those Telltale games would be fun to sort of like, in a in a sense, crowdsource the the option that you choose. Uh, for for the story, um, I this is this is making me think of. So I, I played through Mass Effect One. I'm in the middle of Mass Effect Two. I love Mass. I mean, I yeah. I love the franchise so far. This is my first playthrough of the the uh, Legendary Edition, which recently released. And so it's got it does have those things though, where sometimes you have the choice, and, and basically the way it's set up is like good and evil, or light side, dark side, are Paragon yeah. and Renegade. And some of the renegade choices are are like this. You, you would be such an asshole if you did this in this situation. <laughs> so, for instance, there's a scene where it's it's the player character and you're involved in a love triangle, um, and and uh, uh, two in my playthrough, uh, two women were like trying to make me have a nice. like. You have to choose between us, basically. Yeah, nice. <laughs> we're, we're, but we're basically like, 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 like it's it's one of us. It's me or her. Yeah. And you know, you can choose all sorts of options. You, you have you have a few different options, but like the evil option is just to say cat fight. Oh. <laughs> 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 yes, that sucks. <laughs> but if somebody, if I saw somebody do that. I would I would yeah. think it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. That's so stupid. I I can't bring myself to like do like the evil playthroughs in most games, but I think watching someone else do it would be very fun. Oh yeah. Just to see like god, this this guy sucks. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> Um, all right, let's uh, let's uh, let's get another question. This one is from at Flame on the Roof and they write, "What are each of your favorite boss battles?" Any memorable Great boss question. battles? Huh. Really good question. So I th- uh, I think a memorable boss battle is in Super Mario Brothers 3, final final fight with Bowser 
where the level itself is the boss battle. I mean, like you are, right. it's the, the boat is like, the airship is like actively moving towards you. I, oh, well, at first, at first I don't think it's moving automatically. And then the next level it's moving automatically. I don't know. It's been a while, but like, there's so much going on before you even get to Bowser that it feels like everything, the, the, the level itself is against you. Mm-hmm. And that's an awesome boss fight. Then I would say, but yeah, I- go ahead. No, go for it, please. Then I would say, uh, I really like in street fighter three, when you're fighting the boss, I think his name is Gil. Mm-hmm. and you beat him and then he heals himself, which up until that point in Street Fighter had never been a rule that could be broken. Like, nobody ever healed. Like, yeah. you would knock somebody out and then you'd do the next round, but he's, like, upset and he stands up and heals himself and you're like, oh, no. Wow, this is okay. This is different. This is... You taught yeah. you taught me the rules and now you took the rules away from me. You just changed them on me? Yeah. So those, <laughs> those are the ones that come to mind. A big one for me in the Final Fantasy franchise is the Phantom Train from Final Fantasy VI, uh, which was three U.S. It's just like you're fighting a fucking train. It's just, I don't know, it always sticks out in my mind. Um, uh, just like the idea of like that you would like a, par- a party of of fantasy characters would be doing battle with a, with a train. Uh, and then there was a boss and I was looking up its name. And I couldn't, I couldn't fucking find what their their name was. But there's a boss in Final Fantasy IV slash two US. I spent too much time looking this up and couldn't find the name. Where it, it's it's self healing, um, but like repeatedly, like 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 just keeps doing it over and over and over again. And the way you defeat it, it's like got a little bit of a puzzle behind it, which I don't always love boss battles where you just have to solve them. I usually like them where there's some sort of like I've got to iterate on this. Uh, yeah, you, you know, I got to iterate on this skit, the skill to eventually beat them. But it, it's one where it really works for me. But the way you way you beat them is you cast reflect on it, so it can't heal itself anymore, and then it, it starts healing your party members. But I can't remember the fuck that thing is named. Um, <laughs> also, the Matt, there's some there's some great Metal Gear Solid franchise bosses. Yeah, I was even just thinking about the the bot the the bot uh, the boss fight with. Is it boss in two in in Metal Gear the Two? The boss, uh, yeah, the boss. That's a great. I mean, oh yeah, that's uh that's Solidus in two. Yeah, with the with the katana. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good fight. Because just this, well, yeah, when you get the katana, oh man. But yeah, no, in in three also. There's, I mean, every, I feel like all the fights in Metal Gear are designed for you to be like, this is unbelievable. Like, because they're all just so yeah. crazy. But I was also just thinking about the. Um, Heather, you know this, but the um, the final boss in Kingdom Hearts, when Ansem becomes like a heartless like spaceship, mm-hmm. and you have to like f- like fly around him and fight his outside, and then go inside of him and fight him in there too, uh, and it's just it's sickening. It's 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 like a like a spaceship with like muscly tendons and stuff. It's gross. I really like the Sephiroth fight in Kingdom Hearts 2. Like, it Mm. felt... Because up until that point, you hadn't... I mean, you fought Sephiroth in in Final Fantasy 7, but you fought him by pressing a button that said fight. This was the first time, I think, where you ever actually had to fight the guy. And and it was 
so hard and exhausting. Yeah. And and that felt that was a good and that and the remix of the song and his slightly updated costume. It was nice. He looks I dug cool. it. Uh, I also want to to mention a more recent game, uh, Cuphead, which is basically a boss attack game. I mean, you're mostly there. There are some platforming stages, but it's mostly just a series of boss fights, and like like all of them are 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 good. Uh, the ones that stuck out in my in my mind are uh, there's the uh, the battle with the uh, the the pirate captain, uh, Captain Brinybeard, not not one of the tougher ones, but just like a cool fight. Um, certainly people uh, think about the uh, the fight with the carnation, which is pretty early on and uh, which is really cool. And and then but the one that I really liked was uh, Dr. Call's robot, which is kind of which is like a big robot that you fight that just has every form is cool. And um, most of the game is like it's one of the ones where you're in a vehicle, you're in a plane. But it, and and mm. most of those levels, most of the vehicle levels aren't as fun as some of the other ones. But this one is just like just absolutely clicks. And it was one where just like it, it kind of beat my head against the wall for a little bit. Uh, and it was so gratifying to finally overcome it. By the way, another train boss fight in Cuphead fighting the Phantom Express. Another ghost train. I wonder if it's a Final Fantasy six homage. For someone who loves the train, you sure do like when people attack the train. <laughs> I love to write it. I love to defeat it. Uh, the King Dice <laughs> fight is really good at the end of at the end of boss. And, and and it's it's got one of those things where the penultimate fight, the King Dice fight, took me so many tries because you had to beat through like three bosses in a sequence. And then I and this is this basically never happens to me playing games. But I beat the final boss of Cuphead on my first attempt. I just got in wow. the zone and just like fucking blazed through it. I don't know. I I don't know how exactly that happens. I'm I'm usually someone who just really has to keep practicing it and learn the rhythm of something. Um, but I don't know if you like boss fights. Fucking Cuphead. It's fucking every fight's great. I'm cussing up a storm. I'm just riled up. <laughs> <laughs> the the Calamity Ganon fight in um, Breath of the Wild is. Uh, for I mean, I hadn't played a lot of Zeldas at that point. Right after that, I finished uh, Link's Awakening right after. Um, so I, I kind of went back-to-back Zeldas. But the Calamity Ganon fight is very, very good and very satisfying once you once you defeat him because you have to shoot those, like, golden arrows at, like, specific spots. It's so... I love that. I just feel like, a, like a, it had such a spectacle. Yeah, that's a. I mean, that's that's a really gratifying one. Man, there's there's a, there's a ton just Zelda's alone. No shortage of good boss fights out there. I was the the first Zelda one that I was thinking of was in Link's Awakening, the final like boss fight when you're at the top of that mountain in in that egg thing or whatever, because you have to fight every boss in the game back to back to back to back, and then yes, uh, and then Ganon, and uh, but it was. And I, I died at that a, a thousand times. I was very, very bad in that in that fight, but had a great time once I could finally put it away <laughs> forever. These moments of hearing you guys talk about boss fights has brought to mind another boss fight that is incredible, which is the end of Mother 3. Oh. Um, and that's, I can't say anything about it because you guys haven't played it and probably most no. of the audience hasn't played it, but... It's no. fantastic. It's a game that like I pick up because you got it for us, and I haven't finished it. I'm not even close to finishing it, but I'll pick it up and play it for like 
30 minutes and just be so charmed by it and be like, wow, I should play this more. And then <laughs> go back in, you know, to our hell of doing whatever we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, this is one of those ones where I'm just going to get, I'm going to be mad later at ones I'd forgotten and didn't say, but there's so many good ones. Guess you're going to stay mad. This next question is from uh, <laughs> at Weapon Elegant on, on Twitter, and they write, you can rename one console. Which is it, and what name do you choose? Oh, my God. I know exactly what I would rename. You do have it. to You have to rename the Wii U. Like, mm-hmm. what a fucking confusing name for a system. Nobody Terrible. had any idea that it, it was a total was a different console. Like you I, I they could have called it the Wii 2 or the Super Wii or or even like the Wii Pro. Yeah. Yes. But they should have just called it something entirely different, like the uh I don't know, like the Nintendo handhold. <laughs> like, <laughs> like something that got I, I don't I don't know it I I can't think I mean like I could name it anything you know the yeah Nintendo Zack like, yeah. yeah like you call yeah. it anything but the Wii U was the worst possible name for that system it killed it on entry awful name awful, awful name, name. To, awful name awful name to that point though too the. The naming convention that Xbox has stuck with is absolutely fucked. Because, like, now... <laughs> Terrible. Like, because, I mean, they had Xbox, and they went 360, then they went 1, which even 360 to 1 doesn't make sense. It's That's confusing to people. No. Because also not the first Xbox. It's the third one. Then they do Xbox One X, uh, and I think there's another one in the one... Uh, S the one S is it the one S also? Uh, yeah, the one S and the one X. And S. Yeah, yeah, they carried that over. And now then, it's the yeah, it's so confusing. Series S and Series X, and it's just like I don't know. I don't know. They fucked it up so bad that I don't know if you can fix it. Like they like there's because I I don't know what they do after this. There's just nothing. What yes. can they do? They're, they they got it. And they I and just, I love my Series S. I think they gotta call it quits. They gotta pack it up. They're done. <laughs> they should just call it the Xbox Six. They should name, yeah. they should just adopt whatever Sony's number is, and just from that point forward, just be like, well, this is the Xbox Seven, and like <laughs> it's all it's like it's like when um, Apple did the iPhone X, and then went to the iPhone Eleven. And it was just like, well, I guess that was right. the t- like there was never an iPhone 10. Yes. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, apparently, I remember this might be apocryphal, but I remember reading at the time that the reason they went with Xbox 360 when they were competing against the PlayStation 3 was because they just focus tested a bunch of different names and 360 seemed more powerful than 3 to the fucking yeah. group of people they rounded up and were, were pulling different names for. But I, yeah, I mean, I guess 360 is probably the best one. So why regress to one at that point? Because I'm also just like, there's so many things they could do. Like they could, because like there is, you know, they're Microsoft. So they can do any sort of computer word and you'd be fine with it. I was like Xbox Infinity. 
Then what do you? Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, why not? Xbox Nebulon. Xbox. What? Wh- who cares? <laughs> yeah. Xbox Nexus. Call it the Xbox Elite. Yeah. The next one could just be called there the Xbox go. Elite. Yeah. Xbox. There you go. Uh, Wait, did they have an Elite? <laughs> uh, no, but see, to that to that point, Heather, it's good. Yeah. They should they should go with it. And give Heather a million dollars. Nobody's ever giving me a million anything. <laughs> Hand it over, Microsoft. <laughs> hey, Bill Gates, I know your checkbook's out already, bitch. Why don't you cough up another hundred? Why don't you cough up a million for Heather while you're cutting checks? What? Because he's getting divorced. He's got a. He's oh. getting divorced, and he has to give all his kids yeah. money for some reason because they're getting divorced. Hmm. Yeah, he's spending right now. Is my point. He can cough it up. Hmm. What's yeah. a million to a Billy? Look, his friend died. Okay, <laughs> he's trying. He's trying to get over that. He's like, he's like, I can't even. I don't even know how to get on a plane anymore. <laughs> Who do I call? <laughs> Man, I I mean I think you guys you hit the you had the you had the big ones. You hit the good you both both great answers hot out of the gate. I mean, I'm I'm looking through a list of consoles here and uh you know, I mean most of the home ones uh I don't think I like the name Dreamcast, but I guess it was maybe uncool versus PlayStation. No, no mm-hmm. the PlayStation and the Dreamcast are the same like when people heard PlayStation, they weren't like, "Yes!" They were like, "Ugh, right. that sounds like a child's machine." Yeah. Like, the but the, their branding was. I guess it was more their marketing was cool. They leaned into it being like a like a kind of cool high tech sort of thing. Like it, it I, I guess Walkman with another another Sony brand doesn't necessarily have an inherent coolness, but their their marketing was just so sleek. Yeah. Uh, maybe the uh, maybe the fucking uh, Intellivision. Call it the unintellivision, because that thing makes you dumber. Oh my God, Nick! Oh boy, I was, it's the I, idiot box, even... as far as I'm concerned. Oh no, he's still going, Heather. I understand kids how it feels now. Toggling their joysticks when they should be reading Chaucer. Oh my God, what are they gonna read? Name a Chaucer thing they could read. <laughs> The Canterbury Tales. You. There's just like pepper being shaken into my mouth. That's what it's like. <laughs> just like empty black pepper. <laughs> like doing this cinnamon challenge with pepper. Like just. <laughs> <laughs> what, I have one more answer and it might just be a bigger take than what the question is asking. I think the 3DS, while a nice idea, didn't need. It didn't need the 3D. I don't think that was the thing that people were. Su- I mean, it was like a novel idea. But how many games do you remember playing on your 3DS that you were like, I can't fucking believe this. They did it. It's in 3D. I, it's a. It's a feature that I rarely used. Uh, well, and like the Wii U, a successor to a hugely successful console that ki- that kind of underperformed, and I think that yeah. was maybe perhaps attributed in part to its confusing branding. I mean, the three D fu- functionality was very cool, but it was at its heart a gimmick, and a lot of people just didn't even like it. 
it was wild to me that the the Vita and the 3DS came out at the same time. And though I was a human who would get both machines, I was like, oh, for sure Sony's going to win this this round. Mm-hmm. Because it had, sure. dub- it had the two analog sticks, the HD screen, like the weird touch the back of the machine shit that, that nobody ever used. But like, I, I was like this... I could carry this next to my cell phone and both of them are complementary looking and feeling devices. Whereas if you, the plastic sort of like shell case of a 3DS, you were like, eh, this is still a toy. Right. Like I thought for sure the Vita was going to win. Yeah. And man, they just don't, they don't know how to do it. They don't. It's so weird. You'd think they, I don't know. you think they could do it. They just can't. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you you think they could? I mean, they the the PSP and and Vita were both very slick uh, slick pieces of hardware. But I, the the most instructive thing I ever read about consumer electronics and what succeeds was years ago when DVDs had started to take over from VHS, and uh, where Laserdisc had failed. And you know, so much of the I think people who are enthusiasts, who are audio video enthusiasts, were like, oh, wow, you get to see films in the original aspect ratio and you get to see them in a higher resolution. And there's there's Dolby sound on on the disc. What mattered to consumers, the, the, the two most cited features and that, that that excited them to buy DVD players was you didn't have to rewind them and the cases were slimmer. So it, mm-hmm. it, it like all this stuff comes down to convenience and price and and, you know, intangibles like form factor. Uh, the, it, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, I, I guess it only, it's the stuff that, that ends up making sense in hindsight in terms of actual consumer behavior. It's why mobile games have completely made handhelds irrelevant. So you're saying the world is lazy. Is that what you're saying, Weiger? If you want to be a success, exploit people's laziness. That's a real cynical take, man. That's a <laughs> cynical well, take. Well, I'm a fucking cynic. Everyone's out there. Playing their unintelligence. Is that why also the McDLT failed? <laughs> yeah, I think there was just too much work involved in that. Too much labor. <laughs> Do you know what the McDLT is, Apodaca? McD. I thought you said BLT, and I was like, no, that sounds pretty good. The McDLT was a sandwich that came in separate <laughs> boxes, and you put it together. <laughs> <laughs> Why? That's you assembled it so that the lettuce wouldn't get there you warm, go. I think was like the hook. But you had to you took the sandwich home and then you put it together. <laughs> I didn't pay you so I can make a sandwich. McDonald's. There you that's who you're trying to sell burgers to. That's why this thing It's called it's shit. called fast food. Dummy. <laughs> if I wanted to make a sandwich, I'd stay home. You can cut this out and put it on your other podcast if you want. No, this is all really good. <laughs> <laughs> look up the box for the McDLT Apodaca. I'm going to look you're, it up. You're going to be shocked. You'll be like, this was a thing that was released? Oh, no. Separate parts of the sandwich in separate boxes. The hot stays hot and the cold stays cold. I got to say, the one thing that I will give McDonald's credit for on this, I do think that their their um, food carrier form factor is always spot on. It's always, like, I think rock mm. solid. Like, that looks stupid, yeah. but it, it looks like it works exactly for what you need it for. That's great. On the other hand, 
hot styrofoam for 20 years probably ruined all of our colons. No, we're all, we all look younger <laughs> than our parents did at the age that we are all at now, but we're going to die sooner. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at GetPlayedPod or send us an email at GetPlayedPod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 616-2PLAYED. That is 616-275-2933. That's it for another edition of Super Question Block Turbo Deluxe Edition. Matt, I did it again. Oh, my. Nick, can, you, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah, let's, yeah what's, what's up? If I'm going to fucking smack you. I'm going to end my recording please, while you guys keep don't. doing this. Just you guys can keep going. I'm going to end the get recording. Get ready to get and- smacked, Nick. Okay. Please don't smack me.